Good morning, sunshines. My name is Tracy Ortega, and I would like to give me a little introduction to me and tell you why I'm here. I think my dad was 19 when he had gone to Alaska to find his father. Then he was called up to go to Vietnam. He had come back to Wisconsin, but the office had lost his paperwork. He waited and waited for them to get his things in order. But at that time, they couldn't figure out who he was or what they were supposed to do with him. So he just waited. And they he could not find a job. Everybody knew he was supposed to be going into the military any day, so nobody would hire him. Finally, he couldn't wait any longer, and he told them that he was going back to Alaska because he had a job there with his father working on the railroad. He left his address and phone number with them to call him when they got everything straightened out. Meanwhile, he told my mom that he was returning to Alaska. She could stay in Wisconsin, she could marry him and stay in Wisconsin, or she could marry him and go with him to Alaska. Two weeks later, they were married, and nine months later, I was born in Alaska. When I was six months old, we returned to Wisconsin. My grandparents had a farm, and I can still smell the freshly cut hay and the feeling of being so sweaty and itchy. We had to help on the wagon, moving the bales as they came off the baler. When I think about it now, I'm sure that I was not much help. I probably actually was more of a hindrance, but we were taught about putting in a hard day's work. Then we were rewarded by being able to go up in the hayloft and swing from the rope down on the bales of hay. Even though it was so dusty, you could see the dust through the slits of sunlight coming through the, the boards on the wall. And it was so stifling hot up there. And the hay was so pokey and scratchy and not even close to being comfortable when you landed on it. But we loved it. It was so much fun. We had a third acre garden out of the back 40 of my grandparents' farm. I remember first having to till the ground and then planting and then the nonstop horrible torture of pulling weeds. I hated pulling weeds. One year we even had to haul water out there in buckets that we loaded into the back of our blue paneling sided station wagon. Yep, we had one of those. <laughs> Finally, we were able to reap our harvest. Even though that was a chore in itself, we still had to process all of it. I remember my thumbs being so sore and sensitive and scratched up after getting the popcorn kernels off the cobs. My mom had a table in the front yard where she put extra vegetables for sale. She just had a coffee can with a slit cut in the top of it and people would put the money in. There was a sign on the side of the table that said how much everything was and they would just take what they wanted and put the money in. There was only a problem one time. Two boys stole the money and threw the vegetables on the ground and smashed them. But their parents brought them back and made them apologize and return the money. So I don't think you could do that today. Each year with the money we received from the vegetable sales, one of us children got to pick out what we wanted. Since I was the oldest, I was first, and I picked a grown-up three-speed bike. It was dirt green. And in the subsequent years, I was happy to help my siblings get what they wanted. We all picked bikes. 
I remember my brother's was gold with a banana seat. We worked very hard for those bikes. Then my parents moved to Flagstaff. When I started babysitting and then got my first job, I gave half of all I made to my parents. First thing I did was gave them half of my money. Because my dad had gotten hurt and they actually needed the money. I was happy to help my family. Flagstaff was where I met my husband, and we had two children. We moved our family to Phoenix because my fam- my husband was offered a job there. Um, I started to stay home and raise my children. I wanted to stay home. I wanted to be there for my kids. I wanted to raise them. And I was wearing holy underwear and stretched out bras and trying to save money on things like toothpaste. But my husband had to play handball. We had to pay for club dues, court shoes, gloves, and balls. You see, I'm the oldest of six. My mother and my grandmother were the, also the oldest girls in their families. I kind of think it's ingrained in me to take care of family. And I was always trying to take care of everyone else but me. I see it in my daughter, too, and I've tried to stop it to no use. Subsequently, each of my siblings have lived with me, also members of my husband's family, also friends. We took in an exchange student. One time, my daughter even brought home homeless people to live with us. So that being said, um, finally, I had to get a job because we could not pay all the things we needed to. So I was out of the home, like many, many, many people, many moms. But then my daughter flunked kindergarten. That whole year was a joke. She always got stickers and smiley faces, like everything was just fine. And then, like a week before school ends, teacher informs me that your daughter's not going to pass. (laughs) I'm like, what? She informed me that there were two boys in the class that she was having major problems with, like throwing chairs across the room, something about stabbing with a pencil. I don't know. Anyway, she said she couldn't really do anything or say anything because it would have been seen as accusational, which I thought was ridiculous because, excuse me, my daughter's in there in this mess. So... And at that time, my husband, who was home during the day, couldn't even help with the correspondence of the teacher. Next year, I tried to get my daughter into a private school, but my husband refused to put her in. There was no way I was going to continue to allow my daughter to be put in harm's way each and every single day. So I found a traditional school to put her in. I knew she'd be in with a better class of children. The parents had to do a lot of work. They had to sign green slips every night. There was so much homework, and it really had to be on top of it as a parent. So I knew it would be a better class of parents, so hopefully a better class of kids. We would sometimes... At that time, my husband really did not help very much. I had to get a neighbor to take the kids to school because I was already working at 6 o'clock in the morning. Um, he would sometimes pick them up, but of course, 
I had to work that, that schedule. But I knew I would do anything to put my daughter in a safe environment. Even with all the hours I was working, I was in completely in charge of all school responsibilities. When I started working, I was very quickly making more money than my husband and working more hours for sure. I think he hated me for making more money than him, even though he was offered chances to move up. He never wanted to take them. He always said that he just wanted to play handball. That's all, he's, all his dream was. He just worked to be able to get money to play handball. And working, he knew that working more hours, if you moved up and became supervisor or anything, it would cut into his playing time. And he also had to work nights so that he was free during the day to play handball. And then as time went on, the drinking got worse and worse. And the mental abuse got worse and worse. Until finally, when I just really couldn't take it anymore. And he had repeatedly said that he would not go to a marriage counselor. I asked him to leave. He did. And he gave me $200 every month. Then I had to figure out how to pay all the bills with a lot less than I had before. I tried different MLMs to try to get more money. I do not even remember all of them. There was one with the red tape, red cassette tape. It said, doctors don't lie. I don't remember what the MLM was. There was a juice. There was cleaning products, which I actually still use today. I love this, those cleaning products. And, yep, still love them. But I never received a check for more than, like, $30. If my family got in, they quickly dropped out. I worked in a small company, so my sphere of influence was quite small. Since my husband was never home with me, we weren't, like, never together, um, we did not have any friends. In no time, my daughter was going to high school. Our neighborhood school was the highest gang school in the whole valley. There was no way I was going to send her there. So I searched for a way to get her in private school. He told me not to bother, but he really had no more say. I knew that no matter what the decision I made, I was going to be the one who did all the work anyway. That was when I was introduced to a home party business that sold items made from crystal. I immediately saw the system. It was like, bam. The friends would help the hostess by buying and having parties for her, which continued my business. I was so excited I did exactly what they told me to do, even wearing pantyhose in Phoenix. I shamelessly used my desire to keep my children out of the highest gang school to sell my product. Many nights I took one of my children with me to parade them in front of the hostesses, fam friends and family. If I did not have one of them with me, I had their picture right there prominently on my table. I told them how important making money with my business was to me. I was so lucky that I made enough to pay the tuition during those years. 
but I was exhausted. It got to the point where I hated when I knew I had to go home from an exhausting day of work to take a shower, get dressed up, and try to wrangle up the energy to go back out and do another party. Many of the parties weren't in Flagstaff because my mother got her friends to help me. So we were driving there many weekends just to go out and do more parties. Of course, after a while, my lack of enthusiasm after years of doing this showed in my take-home money. Thankfully, by the time this happened, I had gotten some raises, and the last year I only had to pay for my son's tuition. So selling Crystal fell by the side. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, my children grew up and moved out. I tried some more things. I got my realtor's license. And not one single thing panned out. I tried some more MLMs. I thought about becoming a teacher. I took one semester. Actually got straight A's. But did not like the way they were telling me to teach. Decided that was not for me. I got my lice, uh, license in massage at night school. While still working during the day. I was so tired towards the end of that year that I actually fell asleep while driving. Luckily, it was only a fender bender because of Phoenix's gridlock traffic. We were stopped, and I actually just rolled into the back end of the car in front of me. I loved massage, but I graduated right when the economic crash happened. Phoenix was hit hard. No one I knew had money for a massage. I put on... I... Actually, was cut three days at work. They put me on a three-day furlough. I lost my home and had to move in with my daughter and her family. Thankfully, they were there and they took me in. They have three children. It was awesome to be there with them growing up. But I was put in charge of all homework. I was more of a third parent actually, and in some ways even more so because I had to be more strict than their parents had to be since I had to answer for their grades. I wasn't able to just be grandma. At one point, my grandson became very ill. He was in the hospital for a few months, and we went through over a year of rehab. I am very thankful that I was there already and prepared to help with the house and my two granddaughters. Um, I think God maybe knew more than I did, obviously. I only missed one day of work in all that time. I was exhausted again. He is all better. And I am ready to move on to the next part of my life. I want my own place to live so that my grandchildren can come to me in my own space. And I can just be grandma. I saved some money, but it is not enough to buy a house where I would like to live by my grandchildren. And I don't make enough money to pay the mortgages anyway. 
Since my son did not want me to move hours away where I could actually afford to buy a house, he and his family have taken me in. Now I get to spend time with their four younger sons. But I still want my own place. I must find some way to make good money to be able to do that. And on top of that, I am on furlough again at work, thanks to COVID-19. I am sick and tired of working my butt off for them to just put me on furlough again whenever they <laughs> feel like it. I mean, I understand the reasoning behind it, but come on, I have to pay my bills too. Plus, now actually retirement <laughs> is creeping up on me and I have nothing. Everything I have tried has failed. The few investments that I've made have taken all of my money. I am at completely opposite of where I thought I would be at this point in my life. I need to win at this money thing. The kind of money I see other people making. I know I must not let that the failure not let those failures that I've made in the past stop me. But it is it is it is it is it is very, very difficult. I have been stagnant for too long. I feel like it is now or never. I feel like I'm at a crossroads in my life and I feel like I need to make some decisions and figure out where I'm going. I don't think that my children will throw me out onto the street, but I must stand on my own two feet. I must be brave and put myself out there again in order to succeed. Thanks to retirement moving out further, and being on furlough again, I realized that I need to make my own money and be able to get out of the 40-hour work-for-a-paycheck life. I am not afraid of hard work. Never have been. I am a very, a very hard worker. And I have been working all of my life. But now I need to be smarter. And right when I needed it again, because God works in wonderful ways, I saw it out of the corner of my eye. My son and his wife were working on a new venture. They had taken a class on how to make these new website things. I wasn't really paying much attention because I was still moving my things in, and my daughter was having a difficult time with my moving out. She's actually pregnant as a surrogate for her friend, and she was very stressed out from that add-on, the whole virus thing, and it was kind of a meltdown situation. <laughs> but I was hearing little tidbits, and then all of a sudden, I saw the system, like I had with the home sales of the crystal items. Russell Brunson has worked it all out and put a system in place for everyone to use. If only they see it. It hit me. If only I had this system all those times that I was trying to make an MLM work. I realized I will never, ever have to bother 
any of my friends or family again. Now, that I've seen the light at the end of that dark tunnel, I am reaching out to people who are out there who might be like me, grandparents who have worked all of our lives but are not where we thought we would be by now, people who want to spend more time with their grandchildren before they're too big and they don't want to spend time with grandma or grandpa, people who are ready to retire and do not want to wait for the government to tell them when they can. This new thing that I am so excited about is ClickFunnels. And just like before, I am going to do exactly what they tell me to do. But this time is going to be much better. I will not have to go out and do party after party after party. This time, I will put in the time and the work up front. And after that, I will let the internet and the system he has built do the heavy lifting for me. That crystal stuff was actually quite heavy. I didn't just take my kids to be my poster child. They were there for their muscles. I have signed up for the One Funnel Away Challenge. Within 30 days, I will have an intact funnel up and running. They are taking my hand and teaching me exactly what to do. I just need to do what Russell says. And thankfully, he has, all, he has it all laid out for me step by step. So, I will keep you up to date here as I go through this process. I hope you will come along with me. We are the baby boomers. We have been breaking status quo this whole time. Let's all make money together and take our lives back. But seriously, I'm going through this with or without you. And I'll just let you know how I'm doing here. Thank you for listening. Have an awesome day. Thanks. Bye.